0: Talk to my friend, Drew Allen. And I'll tell you what, he's a tough guy. A millennial conservative. I've, I've become a big fan of One your writing. One the great young thinkers of our time. Appreciate his opinion. Conservative Drew Allen. As die-hard conservative. I to this guy for wisdom. Be back with you. This is Drew Allen, the Millennial Minister of Truth. So Biden, the Biden administration, of course, I mean they're taking credit. Uh, they assassinated a terrorist, but you know he wasn't just any terrorist. He was the terrorist, the most wanted uh, man in the world. Ayman, Ayman al-Zawahiri, the most wanted terrorist. He was an Al Qaeda leader who was not only one of the masterminds behind the September 11th attacks, which, of course, killed more than 3,000 innocent Americans. We all remember that day. Well, those of us who were uh, alive back then, born of age. But for me, it was my freshman year of high school. I remember that that very clearly. It changed the the world that we live in for sure. Um, but al-Zawahiri here, who the Biden administration just took out in a drone strike. He was Osama bin Laden's number two. Now, you know, a lot of people were quick to... I have a problem. People react how they think they need to react. They're trying to virtue signal. They're trying to prove something, you know, to, to prove that they have the moral high ground. So I saw a lot of commentary out there. Oh, you know, if, if you don't celebrate this... Oh, uh, you know, I'm going to defriend you on Twitter. You know, even if you don't like Biden, you can agree that this is a good thing. That misses the point. I'm not going to do that. Look, I, we, we can celebrate his death, but I have a lot of points to make about this because, you know, the, there's actually a lot of irony in the Biden administration assassinating this uh, Al Qaeda leader, because on the one hand, it is a victory but it isn't delivering the victory in the way that the Biden administration, I believe, hoped it would. Right? It's supposed to make Joe Biden look like a tough guy. I'll get to some of the reporting later that they're, they're telling you, signaling exactly what they want you to think. You know, he's he's been planning this for months. He's been meeting in secret, you know, with his counsel, with the military. You know, he's he's been hard at work behind the scenes, which, of course, is meant to contrast, to counteract the the real narrative, which is that Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on day to day at all. He's, he's just a figurehead president. He's not in charge of anything. That's the truth. We've known that since he came into office. But now he's getting all this criticism. You know, he's got covid for the second time in a row now. Right. He had covid. So they said he had COVID, he disappeared after disappearing for two days before, right? He came back from the Europe trip, sorry, the uh, the Middle East trip, and he took two days off and the media said, where are you? Where is he? What's Biden doing? Oh, well, he's, he's working very hard, don't worry, Just because his schedule is empty, just because he has no public appearances doesn't mean he's not working. He's always working so hard and diligently. And that was a Monday, Tuesday, uh, he got back on a Sunday, and then Wednesday... He went and gave that speech, you know, about climate change. I believe it was. We talked about it. And then uh, Thursday, Friday, you know, Thursday, they reveal he's got COVID and he's got to go back into hiding. And then he supposedly recovered and then he had what they call a rebound case. So he has COVID again. And now they're saying he's symptomatic. Symptomatic. So he had COVID. He was asymptomatic. He recovered. But not really. And then COVID came back with a vengeance. And now he's symptomatic. It's worse than it was before. So the timing of this is uh, intriguing, of course, right? Uh, You know, every American, this is something we can rally behind. Every American, regardless of party, unless you're a, a extreme pacifist out there, I guess, You know, you you celebrate this. This guy's responsible for the murder of Americans. Everyone remembers 9-11. Everyone knows Osama bin Laden. And this guy was part of that and he's dead. So ostensibly, that's something to celebrate. And. You know, the point I'm going to make here in a second is that. This didn't actually have the impact that the Biden administration hoped it, it would. It was meant to display Biden in a way that that. No American believes or views him in, in a light that, that none of us view him in. Uh, it's supposed to give him a victory, but it's ironic, and, and and I'll tell you why now. You know, their successful execution of this al-Qaeda leader actually highlights the failures of the Biden administration. Now, I've got a piece coming out, I think, tomorrow. I wrote about this uh, late last night. I was up writing an article, and I saw I saw Peter Morgan, I believe it was, you know, the Brit, he published something in the New York Post. It came out today that was trying to make the point that I'm making here and in my article. But, you know, this is a basically exactly a year ago in August when Joe Biden botched that withdrawal from Afghanistan. And what happened? 13 American service members were murdered, killed in a suicide bombing. in Kabul, outside the airport, at the airport. And then the Biden administration, in retaliation, um, well, they they used a drone to drop a bomb on innocent Afghans. It was 10 of them. Seven of them were children. And the Biden administration told us they had killed two high-level ISIS-K planners. They lied. They tried to cover it up. And it only came out months later, the truth. But they were claiming that they got, you know, uh, you know, just like they did here, right? They got Al Zawahiri, they got the bad guy. Well, they claim they got people that planned those those attacks, that suicide bombing that killed American service members. But they didn't. They killed innocent Afghanis uh who had nothing to do with it. And that happened in Kabul as well. So I wanna go back to a speech. I'm not gonna play anything, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna explain, illustrate everything with my own voice today, I've decided. But so in August of 2021, right, a year ago from today, Biden was out there defending his his hasty, chaotic, and honestly, frankly, was an irresponsible withdrawal from Afghanistan. And he said, I quote, what interest do we have in Afghanistan at this point? With al-Qaeda gone. We went to Afghanistan for the express purpose of getting rid of al-Qaeda in Afghanistan as well as getting Osama bin Laden, and we did. So think about this. A year ago, he was out there saying that al-Qaeda was gone. And our business in Afghanistan should have ended when we killed Osama bin Laden. So now all of a sudden, Biden's great victory is killing an al-Qaeda leader. Osama bin Laden's number two. So much for it ending with Osama bin Laden. Furthermore, al-Qaeda, he claimed, was gone. Al-Qaeda is not gone. It was back. And it was being this man, this murderer, al-Zawahiri, he was being housed. He found safe haven in the new Taliban stronghold, right, of Kabul, Afghanistan. And I, and I don't know if you saw the speech by Joe Biden. You know, the COVID positive, symptomatic Biden, you know, he he wandered out there in front of the teleprompter to read what was supposed to be this great victory speech. And, and I got to tell you, it was, you know, he turned a fireworks show into something more akin to watching the paint dry on a wall. It, it was the worst speech I have seen him give maybe ever. And that's saying something for Joe Biden. But it was unenergetic. I mean, it was very clear when he read this speech, by the way, that he hadn't heard the speech. He hadn't seen the speech the first time he'd heard the words was when they were tumbling out of his mouth. And it was just so bad. He he was so weak. He was so confused. And, you know, the narrative is, oh, Biden has been working extensively behind the scenes to make this happen. You know, he's had all these careful concerns. He didn't want to kill any innocent bystanders, says the guy who murdered 10 innocent Afghanis in retaliation. But the media, of course, back then didn't say, didn't tell us how Biden was working behind the scenes to plan this retaliatory attack against those who killed our 13 American service members. No, 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 no. He wasn't responsible for that drone attack in Kabul, but this one, oh yes, Joe Biden was, he was in Afghanistan in Kabul himself hunting this guy down with a disguise on. So anyway, you know, he, he, he reads his teleprompter address and he, he, somebody wrote for him, right? And he says, people around the world no longer need to fear the vicious and determined killer. <laughs> Which, counteracts it 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 goes against it undermines the very narrative he was saying a year ago we already got rid of al-qaeda didn't we joe we got bin laden so now people no longer need to fear the vicious and determined killer i thought that was irrelevant al-qaeda was gone but here's something interesting too that i thought of when I heard the news uh, of this successful drone attack, okay, we c- we can celebrate the death of Al Zawahiri, Zawahiri, in Kabul, but was it worth? Was it worth the deaths of 13 American service members who were killed by that suicide bomber during Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan? Because if the United States had not handed Afghanistan over to the Taliban, would al-Zawahiri have sought and found refuge in Kabul? He wouldn't. The truth is Biden created the circumstances by which al-Zawahiri came out of hiding and assumed residency in Kabul where he presumed he would be safe. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating because, you know, the, the Secretary of State Blinken, he's out there uh stating the obvious you know this the taliban went back on their word you know they they under the trump administration remember how they attacked you know trump right i mean yeah, i i mean it's just it's insane right the russian invasion of ukraine didn't happen under the trump administration it happened under the biden administration and we know why he he gave them the nord stream 2 pipeline he he emboldened them But, you know, Trump, he had this agreement in place that he negotiated with the Taliban. And that was that they weren't going to allow Afghanistan to become a safe haven of terrorists, right? I mean, after all the sacrifice of American lives, all of it, you know, part of the agreement as we, you know, leave Afghanistan and put that 20-year war behind us is that, you know, Afghanistan cannot become a safe haven, a harbor of terrorists again. But of course, that depends on who's enforcing it, who's in power. Nobody fears Joe Biden. Look what happened here. The Taliban took over Afghanistan again. It's almost as if that 20 years was for nothing. And so the Taliban went back on their word while Joe Biden was in office. So that's, that, that's no surprise at all. And, and you know what's an interesting observation, too? You know, you can't change the Taliban. You can't change these groups, these ideologies. Now, I'm not comparing the Democrat Party to the Taliban, but, but the Dem Party, their ideology can't be changed either. And that's why, you know, you have to defeat these people that have these radical ideologies that are dangerous. And the Democratic Party has a radical, dangerous ideology as well. And you can't negotiate with them. They have to be defeated. They have to be confined. They have to be stripped of power. So, you know, I was reading, I was, I was watching some of the news and I was reading the CNN, reading a CNN article and other left-wing propagandist rags that were describing, reporting on, you know, Joe Biden's victory here, killing this terrorist. And it's clear what they're doing. You know, they're doing everything in their power, the propagandist media, that is, to exploit this drone attack, to counteract that. Truthful narrative that Biden is an empty suit, empty suit, feebly wandering the halls of the White House, searching for his next nap stop. And so they want us to believe that Biden was intimately involved in the planning of this. CNN reported, I'll read to you, that throughout the months long effort to plan this weekend strike, Biden repeatedly tasked his officials with ensuring civilians, including members of Zawahiri's family, weren't killed. So there you have it. And they went into more detail. You know, Camp David, he was talking to the behind the scenes. He was so concerned about saving innocent lives. He, he didn't want to kill any family members, anybody, you know. He was just so involved. And so what, what this latest victory really is, yes, it's a victory for Americans, but it highlights the failures of Joe Biden himself. It, this is a desperate effort to rebrand Biden. As this capable and energized leader, which we all know is not true, is not the case. And to get back to that speech he gave, that victory address, I mean, I'm telling you, he he was more feeble and unprepared than ever before. He was touching his face, looking off confused. He struggled and slurred as usual. And I mean, this, this is truly the the first and only victory of the Biden administration, a victory for everyone because it doesn't harm us. It's not an attack on Americans. A terrorist is dead. So we should all be able to agree. But but, you know, he gave this speech. I mean, it was dull and robotic. And this is a speech that should have rallied a nation. But he turned this celebration into a funeral. And I would point out that that the most wanted terrorists may be dead, but so is our economy. 13 of our service members, 10 innocent Afghan civilians. Joe Biden is responsible for that, too. You can't have it both ways. You know, he wants to take credit for this because it's a net gain, a net positive for Americans in our minds and, and for the world. But he doesn't want to take responsibility for anything else it just doesn't work that way and so look they've been monitoring this guy for months they killed him on his balcony right so apparently he would routinely go out to the balcony every ever every so often and do whatever he was doing get get some fresh air and so they've been monitoring his movements so he's been doing this for a long time so for months they've been they've had opportunities but they took it now And so they're trying to give cover to Biden again. You know, and it it really is pathetic. It really is pathetic. And um, there's something else. The the Biden administration, you, you remember how they hated Trump, hated the administration, of course. Everything Trump did, I mean, and he's tried to reverse everything Trump did, too. Well Trump was just so bad and horrible and evil. Well, Biden seems to be trying to be like him now. I'll will t- tell you I'll tell you what I mean. So last Thursday, the Biden Biden administration authorized US Customs and Border Protection to close gaps in a border wall in Arizona near the Morelos Dam. Because migrants were drowning and sustaining injuries while trying to cross the Colorado River. So now the administration that called Trump's wall racist is now authorizing U.S. Customs and Border Protection to build a border wall in Arizona to close these gaps. Now, notice the difference. They're not doing this to secure the border. These illegals are drowning. They're killing themselves So they're doing this to protect the migrants, not our sovereignty. But nonetheless, the end result, the upshot, is the building of a wall. I mean, you got, I mean, they're they're just dealing with this little border section here. I mean, I mean, what about all the other migrants dying, trying to illegally enter the country, right? How about the 50 plus who died from the heat, who were locked up in the back of that semi in Texas? That wasn't too long ago. I mean, if it was really about saving lives, they'd tell them to stop coming. And, when, you know, when I first saw this, I, I thought, oh, I'm surprised they're going to build this wall. But I'm not I'm not really. You, you know, I'm I'm actually I am surprised, I suppose, that they're not just going to set up a ferry. Why build a wall? You know, I mean, they're using planes in Texas and elsewhere to fly these illegal immigrants into the interior of our country. So why don't they just set up a boat and have them ferried safely into Arizona? But but this is about optics. see see they're, they're, they do want this story out there. They, they can say, look, we are closing holes in the border. We're putting up a border wall, but it's just optics. They're not really addressing the cause. This isn't the 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 predominant source of of illegal immigration. And again, it's to save their lives because it looks bad for them if these people are drowning every day. But it's not a coincidence this is coming out because they've lost the Hispanic vote. I mean, this is a monumental shift. It's earth shattering. It really is shocking. We haven't seen anything like this in in a generation, I think, certainly. So, I mean, in one sense, it seems the Biden administration is really trying to look like they're pulling a Trump who the Hispanics love without actually securing the border. Do you think by the way and this is a rhetorical question are the, are these migrants safer in the Obama cages or are they safer drowning in the Colorado River are they safer in Obama cages or safer dying from the heat locked up in the back of a semi abandoned by the coyotes And and where is the money coming from by the way for this US border U.S. Customs. What are the U.S. Customs and Border Protections to close the gaps? Where's this money coming from? Are they going to pass a bill in Congress to get funding for this? No, they're not. They're not. Now, remember when Trump was trying to build the wall, he wanted, you know, several billion. I think at one point he wanted $6 billion from Congress and they wouldn't approve it. They wouldn't approve it. So he cleverly de- declared a state of emergency and he bypassed Congress. He used military funds that had already been approved that were already in the budget to start construction. And the left had a cow. Do you remember this? He can't do that. That's illegal. He's circumventing Congress. He's a tyrant, a dictator. How dare he take action to secure the border? Which, meanwhile, they used the EPA, the Democratic Party, that is, for decades to unconstitutionally bypass Congress and regulate CO2 emissions. Shut down coal plants. And they got their asses sued, finally, by the Supreme and the Supreme Court just said it was unconstitutional recently. So, anyway, 15 billion or so had been spent on the wall when Biden came into office and shut it down. It was incomplete. 15 billion. Congress voted to send more than 40 billion to Ukraine. And by the way, you know, I remember when this figure was coming out, 15 billion, that's what was actually spent on the wall. And the media tried to say that 25 billion was spent on the wall. They reported that until they had to fact check themselves and. Admit that it was actually only $15 billion. But what do you expect from the media? But there's a funny aspect to this too. Do you know who's outraged by this new border construction? This minimal border construction in Arizona? Democrats. The wacko environmentalists. They say this is going to hurt the wildlife. You've got people dying, illegal immigrants dying trying to cross the Colorado River, falling down, drowning, and these people, the environmentalists, the same lunatics on the left, are saying this is going to hurt the wildlife. It's amazing, these people, and most of them are on the left. They they view the life of an insect, uh, a sea turtle, an ant, any kind of wildlife as more important than a human life. They do. They do. You know, these people believe that we are an unnatural species, unnatural presence on Earth. Can you imagine if those wackos had been around in the 1800s? You know, when our great cities were being built or when cattle ranchers erected fences to tame the West, to settle it? I wonder how they feel about the Great Wall of China. How many species have been eradicated, gone extinct because of the Great Wall of China? So anyway, more more hypocrisy here, but but you know, like I said, they opposed Trump's funding of of the wall, and so he circumvented Congress uh, with the national, uh, you know, emergency, and used other funds to do so to build it. And so, uh, uh, Biden's not going to go get a bill passed in Congress. No, no, he's going to circumvent Congress too. He's going to use the Homeland Security budget. Nuts. Nuts. All right, this is Drew and I'm going to take a short break, and I will be right back. You know what this drone strike killing uh, Bin Laden's number two reminds me of? It, it, It actually reminds me of do you remember 1998, 1998, when Bill Clinton was was president, the Mon- Monica Lewinsky scandal, and you know he, he perjured himself, uh, said I did not have sexual relations with that woman, and then anyway he issued a fake apology after he had nowhere to run, and three days after he issued that that fake apology for the Lewinsky affair, he bombed a pharmaceutical company in Sudan. Now, the Clinton campaign, and the Clinton administration, Clinton was claiming that the factory in Sudan was tied to Al-Qaeda. Producing a nerve agent, chemical weapons. And and so he bombed it. He killed one employee and injured, I think, 11 others. But it turned out none of that was true. I mean, think about how this corresponds to the leftist outrage about no weapons of mass destruction under George Bush, right? That was based on faulty intel as well. Well, anyway... Uh, the evidence that was presented, well, they admitted that it it, it wasn't solid. It was like the steel dossier. It was all made up. It wasn't true. There was no proof. And, and of course, that was meant to be a distraction. Keep our eyes on. And that's, that's what this comes down to, too. I mean, look, it comes at a time in which the media is turning on Biden. Everyone's looking at him as weak. He has no victories. They've been monitoring this guy for three months. Why didn't they take the shot earlier? Why didn't they kill him earlier? I mean, it's based on his routine, and they admit that his routine, he went out to that balcony regularly. But now, all of a sudden, they took the shot. While Biden, by the way, has is, is symptomatic for COVID. Isn't that odd? While he's MIA... While people are questioning his ability to lead, his health, his cognitive decline, his dementia, Trump, by the way, putting out an all-time great comment. You know, it's uh, he's being misdiagnosed for COVID. He actually has dementia, and so they carry out this bombing and um, this 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 you know assassination. And it's just meant to, to to distract, to keep our eyes off of what's going on with Biden and everything else, to give him a victory. And, and you know, <clears throat> this, this Inflation Reduction Act is so preposterous, so dangerous. They're going to raise taxes during a recession. This is economics, econ 101. You don't do that. And Democrats have maintained that belief themselves until now. Barack Obama, back in a 2009 interview with MSNBC... You know, he insisted that the last thing you want to do is to raise taxes in the middle of a recession. Chuck Schumer, he said, you don't want to take money out of the economy when the economy is shrinking. Joe Manchin back in 2010, he said, I don't think during a time of recession you mess with any of the taxes or increase any taxes. And that's exactly what this bill is going to do. It's and this is Build Back Better. It's pared down. The cost is a little bit lower, but it's a spending bill. And it's just renamed, remember this, rebranded as the Inflation Reduction Act. This is a, you know, just like the Democrats, you know, they go and kill a terrorist or drop a bomb on somebody when they need to lift their ratings. Well, this is as predictable as that. They 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 name these bills things that they don't do. The opposite. How can you oppose the Inflation Reduction Act? That's what it's called. Well, because it's, an Inflation Exacerbation Act. So they're going to raise taxes on corporations. That already is a problem. We know what corporations do. It's natural. It's Econ 101. They raise their prices. It's always passed on to the consumer. But additionally, basically anyone who pays taxes is going to end up having their taxes hiked. I mean, they're, they're, they're calling for spending money on Obamacare, Obamacare on the Green New Deal to force the transition away from fossil fuels to solar panels and windmills, wind turbines. We're the environmentalists on that, by the way. They oppose the wall in Arizona, preventing the drowning of illegals. They, they're upset because it's going to interrupt the habitat. It's going to, you know, cause damage to wildlife. Well, what do these wind turbines do? Do they not cause damage to wildlife? How many birds are killed in these wind turbines? We're the environmentalists. But, but, you know, the other thing, and they're lying about this through their teeth. Manchin, all of them. <clears throat> now it's necessary, don't you know? I mean, Manchin, who back in December said, you know, he couldn't explain this to his constituents. This is a bad deal. Now he's, he's praising. It. He's doing this for America. This is what America needs. No principle. I told you, do not put your trust in these politicians. They always betray you. They always stab you in the back. Um, you know, Karine Jean-Pierre and the Democrats are are just lying about more things. Remember, inflation is transitory, uh, gas prices are Putin's fault. Well, here's the newest lie. Kareem Jean-Pierre says we're experiencing the fastest decline in gas prices in over a decade. That's because gas prices were at a nationwide average, historic high of five bucks. Now the average is $4.20 nationwide. Now when Trump was in office, nationwide gas average price $2.39. So Joe Biden actually presided over the fastest increase in 3 decades. And now that it's come down 60 you know, uh 80 cents Oh, we're experiencing the... See, he's lowering gas prices. He raised them 76% high. They are still... Gas prices are still 76% higher since Biden came into office. You know, it's like, he created more jobs than any president. No. People were not allowed to go to work because they were not considered... Uh, you know, they were useless employees. Well, I, I always forget the, the terminology. You know, you had your essential and non-essential workers, right? That's what we were reduced to in the COVID days, so you were deemed non-essential by your government and told you couldn't go to work, and then you were told you could go back to work, and then all of a sudden, oh, look at all the jobs I create. That's not job creation, but that, that's that's what what they're up to. That's what they are doing. Um, We'll keep an eye on this. Um, I, I'm hopefully going to be back with you maybe on, on Thursday. We'll see, but I wanted to get back here. I missed uh, convening with you, and I wanted to touch on on this I wanted to give my perspective on you know, the assassination of this Al Qaeda, Bin Laden's number two. You know, because remember, he may be dead, but so is our economy. So are thirteen American service members, so are innocent Afghans. Gas prices, inflation, everything is is, is getting worse and worse. Our economy's in ruins, so yeah. Yeah. Is it good that uh this guy's dead? Sure. But that is not, that does not excuse everything else that's going on. That has not become more important than all the devastation this administration has done. So just remember that. All right. This is Drew Allen. God bless you all. And until next time.